Do you and your friends have really good conversations? Do you guys talk about making a podcast after every good combo? Well, this is your sign to go ahead and make that podcast. Spotify is a platform that makes it so easy to make your podcast. You can even earn money. And in this economy, multiple streams of income is the goal. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter how much equipment you have, as long as you have a phone and internet, you can start creating today. Once you start creating, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. My name is Danasia. And my name is Faith. And welcome to season four of Type A Black Girls. We're discussing all things adulting, including life after college, relationships, finances, traveling, and navigating the corporate world, all while being Type A Black Girls. We hope you enjoy. Hi guys, welcome back. Hey y'all, welcome to season 10 of season four. We are done basically with season four. Yeah, it's wraps after this. That's crazy. But we will be back with season five. Don't don't worry, y'all. Um, if you guys are new here, if you haven't listened to the past nine episodes of this season or any other episode, um, my name is Denasia. I um just graduated from well, not just, it's been a minute yeah. now. <laughs> It's almost been a year. I graduated from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas last May 2022. Um, I now work as a financial analyst at L'Oreal in New York. Um, I just moved here in September, so I'm still new to the East Coast. And yeah, that's a little bit about me and my life. What about you, Faith? Um, For me, I also didn't just graduate from Arizona State. I graduated actually in August and I started working for Cisco in August as a business analyst in Raleigh. I'm originally from Arizona, graduated from Arizona State, and I'm also a newer East Coast girly, hopefully not for too long. Um, And yeah, I'm very excited that we are ending season four because that means we have done successfully done four seasons, which is crazy. Yeah, that 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 is insane. And the fact that we're also a year in is crazy, too. Um, So thank you guys for writing with us. And thank you guys for everyone who submitted questions. Um, Like we hinted at these past couple of like four or five episodes, this whole episode will be centered around your dilemmas, your questions, anything that you guys submitted on our free suggestion box link, we're answering any questions that came through. And y'all really showed out because we had like 28 responses. And a lot of them were like in depth. (laughs) So thank you guys, honestly. So let's just go ahead and start. We're not going to do any other segments. We're not going to do Rosebud and Thorn. Why would you say that? We have so much. We just want to get right into answering y'all's dilemmas, questions, and comments. Okay. So we're going to popcorn read. I'm going to go first and we're going to try to provide you guys with some really good solutions, but don't hold us to it if it don't work. But we really, we really tried to make sure these were really great solutions to the scenarios y'all was giving us. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. So. First one. Hey, ladies, I absolutely love your pod and I'm excited to keep listening to your upcoming topics. Love you, girly. I just finished listening to your episode about living alone and I need your help. My bestie of 10 years desperately wants to move in together, but I am worried we'll have a bad argument and ruin our friendship. We both still live at home, but we are ready to have our own places. There are a few things I know will definitely start an argument argument between us if it were a recurring issue. I love her, but my friend is not very financially responsible and I fear she won't prioritize bills. She's also in a very toxic relationship right now and I wouldn't want him to stay overstay his welcome. 
We do not have similar cleaning habits and I wouldn't want to force someone to clean. I brought these points up to her and she offered the idea of creating rules or a contract so we can respect each other's boundaries and come to a compromise. However, I really would rather live alone and establish myself before I live with someone. How do I explain to her that living together is not the best decision for our friendship? Thank you for your help. Ooh, okay. So a lot to unpack here. First, I want to say that I feel like you do, you have a solid friendship and you have a good friend because the fact that she was willing to like create a contract and compromise really does like show volumes to how good a friend you guys are. And I say that as like a, a precursor because I also wouldn't want y'all to ruin this over dumb stuff that comes up when you live with someone. Um, if it, for, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So one, I feel like she also might need the financial help the way that she wanted to do those, like those contracts and like really trying to push for you guys to live together. I feel like she might not be in the position to move out like you are. Like you said, she does that sometimes she's not the most financially responsible. So don't pocket watch her to just be like, Hey, like, I just don't think, I don't, I don't even know how to, how would you work that moms? I would say let's have an honest conversation about how much it takes to move out. Mm. How much it takes to, to literally move our boxes from here to there, how much it takes to put a down deposit down, how much it takes for a security deposit. Mm. Where are we going to live? Like there's a lot that comes with moving that I think for your friend, she might just think it's, Oh, we're just going to move in together. Like, furniture are we buying furniture who's going to handle which bills are we going to split everything down the middle or um if one person's taking up more electricity than the other how are we going to split things like have a conversation about every single bill every single finance because the last thing you want is for that to come up later on and then you guys are like oh like we should never moved in together because you didn't cover these topics early enough um and i think that that combo will probably tell you right there for sure whether or not you guys are meant to live together and i i would say also if your gut is telling you no now trust that because some people are completely confident and move in and things go terrible you are mm-hmm. already not that confident so how is that gonna go you know yeah yeah and rule number one don't move in with your best friend we I don't think I've heard of one single thing after college, during college, after high school of somebody moving in with their best friend and it going smoothly, like just as smoothly as they, as they thought it would be in their first month of moving in. And then month 12, they're like, I literally hate you. Don't ever talk to me again. Like you, you don't want to throw a 10 year relationship down the road just to save a little bit of money. I think on her end more so than yours. Oh yeah, totally. And I would also add that you can, you can kind of, What's the word you used before, moms? Like microdose. You can microdose living together. Spend a weekend together. Spend a week together. Like see how you like living together in small intervals before you just jump in cold turkey and both y'all names are on that lease. Um, Mm. Another good alternative is like if you guys can live in the same apartment building. If proximity is what you're looking for so that way you guys can kind of get the same experience of living together but have your own separate spaces. Try that. Like living, being neighbors you know, first before you actually become roommates. And I think a big part of this that I, I almost skipped over, honestly, is is the toxic boyfriend part. Because if he's going to be over there every day and he's not paying no rent. Mm-mm. That's mm-mm. Um, right then and there. It's a no. And it, it sounds like you already know they're toxic. So I imagine, like, I imagine, like, if you guys are friends, she probably brings him up. If you don't like hearing about that man now, 
Mm. Imagine what it's going to be like when he's literally on your couch. You know, like think about that. Yeah, yeah. And like for me, I'm I just am about to hit my 10 year with my best friend. Love her to death, you know, but I would never live with her. Like I know my cleaning habits. She knows hers. We we both know how we operate. Like I, I think in a fantasy world, we would love to do that, but it just doesn't really make sense. I feel like I, I think to your point, Danasia, I think you said this before we had recorded. I think everybody should live by themselves in their 20s, at least for six months to a year. Yes. At least in their 20s. And your friendship shouldn't be ruined by you saying no, especially because it's been t- 10 years. I think our feelings might be a little hurt. But at the end of the day, you know, it's y'all need some time to yourselves to figure out what you like, what you don't like living by yourself and just working that out and and enjoying your presence alone. You That's know? a huge thing. Yeah. Like living alone is so crucial. I feel like in your 20s, those six months to a year, I feel like you really learn more about yourself when like you don't have any distractions around you. When it's just mm-hmm. you in your space, learning what you like, like it's kind of unbeatable. And like you said before, like you said it in here that you want it, you want to get that experience. And I would just, I would prioritize that over potentially moving in with your best friend and there being issues, you know? And you can practice yeah. your own responsibility of like managing your own bills before you man you manage splitting them with someone else too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I hope that helps. I would just say approach the convo with her very gracefully. Mm-hmm. You know, because it might meant to hurt her feelings. Exactly. Okay, that was question one. Let's go go on to question two, mom. Okay, y'all, we're making progress. Okay, one one down, twenty seven more to go. At least. <laughs> Also, don't sue us or don't Thanks. like, like if, if you take our advice and, and something ends up crashing and burning, type A black girls is not legally or financially responsible for <laughs> for any outcomes. I'ma just we should have started that off in the beginning. That part. Um yeah. Don't we do not give legal nor financial advice. <clears throat> Thank and you for that. Episode two, uh, I mean question two. So yeah. My mom thinks I won't graduate college because I'm dating me 21, a 27 year old. My straight A B student, I'm a straight A B student, so I don't understand where this is coming from, other than her maybe projecting her issues onto me. Okay, so that's a little hard because that is a huge gap in your 20s. I feel like once you get older, those age gaps don't really mean much. Sorry for that dog in the background, but but in your 20s. It's just a little harder because that's huge. Like, you got to talk. Okay, I'm sorry. Like that, Vincent is really getting getting it going. Dang. Um, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm I'm in my hometown. Okay, so you got to first talk to that man. That is a grown man. Okay, and figure out what his plan is for y'all going forward. Because if a man without a plan, I'm sorry, this is it's not a it's not a man. That's a boy. Um. So you kind of have to figure out, A, like, what is your plan for us in the future? Um, and it's also very easy to let a man distract you. I, I'm i definitely one of those. Like, I definitely had some men distract me in the first few years of college. And I never thought I'd be one of those. But, hey, when you're in puppy love, you're in puppy love. Especially maybe you're getting love bombed. I definitely did. I was one of those. What about you, moms? Yeah, I was going to say... Um... 
your mom, from her perspective, might be thinking, what is this grown-ass man doing with my daughter? Mm. Realistically. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I hate, for me, especially, like, in college, I used to hate when people side with my mom because I'm like, ooh, like, you're not even understanding my point of view. I completely mm-hmm. get your point of view, but I also understand hers because it's like, what exactly are his intentions for one? Yeah. And will it be something that genuinely does get in the way of where you're headed? Because if you guys are not aligned, there's really no point. And I also say that to say, if you guys have different visions for how you see the next couple of years going, he's 27, 30 is right around the corner. Mm. Okay. Like he probably wants to settle mm. down soon. He probably wants to get married, start a family. Like he's, he's headed towards a mortgage. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for you, you're only 21. You have your full 20s ahead of you. Think about that because all the fun things that you probably want to do, he might have already done and mm. does not want to do them again. So are you sacrificing, not to say your youth, but like all the things that you envision yourself doing because of a man? And is that man even worth it? Do y'all love each other? Is it something that you want to see moving forward? Because if not, then I think it's not it's not worth sacrificing your goals and dreams for and your trust with your mom also. Mm. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, when I was 18, 19, I thought I was just so grown. But like, now looking back a lot of the things majority let's just say all the things my mom has said to me like growing up I didn't listen to her because you know 18 grown she's like all right well I'm not gonna force you to do it but just you know be safe you know but moms have lived a lot of life they've made a lot of mistakes and they've learned from those mistakes hopefully and what you think is crazy one year that they tell you is actually wisdom a few years down the line when you like look back Like, I'm sure my mom has told me numerous things. And I'm like, okay, mom, like, you're just insane. And now I'm like, I should listen to her, which sucks. I love being right. And it's hard for my ego to be like, you know, but you was right, girl. But that lady is right a lot of the times. I I listen to her more so now than I did back then. But um, I think it's just also those growing pains for real. You might just not want to listen. And that's you'll just see where that takes you for real. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, honestly, it really is just a matter of, is this man worth it in multiple, in multiple, um, multiple ways, like with your trust with your mom, your, your goals, all the above, just remember to put you first, long story short. Mm -hmm. And what do those boundaries look like between somebody at it? Like, for example, like I remember my, somebody that was close to me was dating somebody like, three years older than her. And I was just like, what do y'all have in common? Like, why can't he find somebody that's 22 and you're nine? like, you're 19. Why, what's wrong with him to where he can't find anybody his age? Mm. You know, that was really my thought process because she was so close to me. I was just like, I don't like him. Like, he's not the one for you. I'm not really feeling this at all. And like, not to like be in a relationship, but I don't like this man. And I, I typically have a good little radar on good men. Not for myself, anyway, especially for the first two years of college, but I ended up freaking figuring it out. But what do you and that man have in common, and are are your goals aligned, like Danae just said? Yeah, and I I hope this doesn't all sound so negative, like we're just raining on your parade, because we really just want the best for you. Like, we love Mm -hmm. all our type A girlies and and, and guys, guys. Yeah, guys, yeah. Mm -hmm. We love all of our type A'ers, okay? And we want to make sure that whoever this man is, because don't, you didn't really provide much context if y'all in love or not. So maybe this is something that's new. 
But yeah. whoever this man is, we want to make sure that he don't interfere with what you got going on. So if, if you guys have that conversation and you guys are aligned and, you know, he supports your goals and dreams, then by, by all means, go for it. But if not, just be just be weary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next question, I guess. Mm hmm. OK. Have either of you guys done dual enrollment? Danasia, how do you like accounting? Could you please talk about your experience with it? I did do, I did do dual enrollment, but I feel like you're on the track where Danasia is. So I'll let her take this one. Yeah, so um, I I didn't do dual enrollment, and I'm I'm guessing you're thinking high school. So high school I didn't. I did AP classes, and they didn't really dual enrollment and AP classes both in the sense of like doing school early while you're in high school to get ahead in college. I don't really think it helps in accounting classes because there's no type of dual enrollment classes at least that I know of where I can get ahead in accounting. So I would say, you know, take your time in high school. You don't have to rush into dual enrollment. It really won't do much besides maybe take some electives off your plate. Yeah. Um, with that said, accounting, I have a couple things on this. And honestly, you can DM me on Instagram to actually talk about it more in depth because this this could be a whole episode in itself, okay? Accounting is a lot to unpack. Um, so I would say, I not to say that I was in love with accounting, but I was good at numbers. It made sense to me and it clicked. And as a type A girly, I like when things click. So mm -hmm. I did like the fact that, you know, it made sense to me. I understood it. I don't think there's anybody out there that actually loves accounting. It's not a very fun. <laughs> it's not fun. I'm going to just tell you that right now. It's, it's not fun to, to calculate and punch numbers all day, to most people at least. And But I will say that if you're looking for a very solid degree to catapult into something else, I would recommend it. Now, when you're accounting, I would say there's there's two different paths you can go down. You can go down the certified public accountant route, which is the CPA. This is where you get your license and you're now like you have the official accounting stamp on your on your shoulder. And now you can go into basically any type of role within public accounting or or private accounting, like at a at a company or at a firm. Right. So if you do that, very secure path. CPA exam is hard as hell, but it's worth it. Right. Mm. Or you can go down just getting your degree in accounting and then venturing out into another field. So that's what I did. I got my degree in accounting and then I went into finance and now I work for L'Oreal doing finance basically within the company instead of doing public accounting. Um, it really depends on what you want. If you love accounting, and you know, you, you know, you want to stick to it. I would say go down the CPA track. For me, I didn't really want to feel pigeonholed into like doing accounting forever. So that's why I got my degree in accounting. And then I used it to transition into finance. And I probably, you know, depending on what I want long term, I might not stay in finance for long either, or like forever. So we'll see. But um, it's very systematic, I would say, especially if you're heading into college, um, they start recruiting early these days. Like, I'm surprised they haven't started entering middle schools and giving presentations. Yes. Like, <laughs> I'm dead ass. They start so early. So the second you get into college, if you are very serious about being an accountant, network like crazy. Meet the firms that come and visit your campus. Personally, I interned and did most of my accounting background with PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers. So find one that you like, network with them, because if you get that internship, that's basically a pipeline straight to a full-time position. Um, as long as you don't screw up anything and like lose lose dollars or, or make a huge mistake, they don't even put you in charge of like a lot of money anyway as an intern. But as long as you don't screw up majorly, you will get a job. So I would say really focus on getting an internship early on. That way you can have a job when you graduate. 
And yeah, you'll know in the first couple classes if you really want to do accounting because it's it's definitely one of those things you either love it or you hate it. So or you yeah. tolerate it. I hated that those two classes I had. It kind of two thirty one and two forty one. I said I'm literally Quizlet and Tag saved my life. I don't know how I passed those classes. It's crazy. Like I, I didn't, I didn't love it. But at the same time, I was like, it clicks in my head. So I feel like I need to do something with this. You know? Mm. So yeah. You'll you'll know in those first couple of classes because I I knew an accounting two hundred one, which is like the entry level. Um, I was like, oh, this is easy. And they was like, girl, this is not easy. And I said, oh, okay, well, then I probably should be an accounting major. So mm-hmm. if you have that experience, I would say go for it and see how you like it. But accounting is the language of business. So you can take that degree and really do anything you want afterwards. So, um, yeah, good luck. But also you can see me on Instagram. My at is on Type A Black Girls, our, our Instagram page. And you can just find me from there. So let yeah. me know. I'm open for questions. Um, okay. You want to the next take- one? Yeah, on to question three. Um, okay, so I've really been struggling to fit in with myself lately. I've noticed these unhealthy habits I take on day-to-day due to stress, anxiety, fear, and just random things in general. I honestly can feel like I'm going crazy at some times, but then I come along and an actress who mentioned in one of her interviews that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, borderline personality disorder. Okay, I read that wrong, but y'all get it. So me being curious, I decide to look into what it is only to read that almost every symptom of on those articles I strongly am facing in my day-to-day life. I'm not trying to self-diagnose myself, but I feel like I have so much more clarity on what I deal with now because of the research I've been doing. I took two online tests and they both said how I probably struggle with it. Only thing is I'm in high school and to come with a conclusion like that or let alone tell my parents that I am experiencing almost all of those symptoms. I mean, I see how they can react. So it's not like I'll be making this up. I guess I'm just scared they'll they'll just reject me or just say that I'm fine. But I really want clarity on why I function the way I do. And I want to see what a doctor would say. So I can't even get help. I don't know what I should do, though. Any advice? Mm. Hmm. Okay. So we got we got high schoolers listening. We didn't realize how many high schoolers we had. Um, just gauging on all these questions. We're like, oh, my gosh. Like, we got some, you know. Like not babies, but you know, like like those are your like sister age. You know, you all are our sisters. So I would say one, thank you for writing in. Two, talk to your parents about how you feel because the thing is, like, you might be scared to talk to them, but you're not going to know how they'll react unless you try. That's really mm. the big thing. Um, what about you, moms? Yeah, and honestly, with I'm assuming since you said you're in high school, you're under eighteen, but I could be wrong. You might be over eighteen, but the thing is, is that you can't even really get anything signed off just yet because you aren't 18. So just keep that in mind. Like, even if you don't want to bring it up to your parents, realistically, I think it's very hard for you to probably go down this process of getting diagnosed and experiencing all of this while being under 18 and under their roof. So I would say the best bet is to be as open and transparent about it as you can. Um, I would say if your parents are like, oh, girl, you're fine. Or like, you know, they, they don't take it as seriously as you do is to really, really make um make an effort to show that you're not playing about this, I guess. Like, I, I know a lot of, especially if you're Black, I know a lot, of, a lot of Black parents, like, if you bring up you're depressed or, like, things like that, it, it comes across very difficult. Yeah. Because they're like, why, what do you have to be depressed about? You got a roof over your head, clothes mm-hmm. on your back, food in your stomach, what, depressed how? You know, like, it can be very hard, I think, for especially older generations to understand mental health because I think 
for them, they've had to suppress it for so long and not really, um, not confront it, but just like, it's not something that was as easily talked about when they were younger versus us. We have a lot of resources and we can talk about it. So Mm -hmm. I would just be, I I would really stand, stand your ground on saying why this is important to you. Um, yeah, I I know Faith, you also said therapy. I think that's a really good start. Getting a professional's opinion is a very good, like medium to where you can talk about your issue and maybe it's not, um, borderline personality disorder maybe it's something else but like the first step is getting an outside opinion and it might not be going straight to diagnosis it might be talking about it with a therapist first Mm -hmm. and if all if they don't even want to do a therapist I say try to journal I feel like that's your first you can just get an outlet out like how do you feel and you can track how you feel week to week day to day like what are some things that make that your stress or fear flare up like really just do some inner work if if talking to your parents doesn't work and you just have to wait out until you're 18 and you can get on actual like your own insurance and pay it out yourself granted it's going to be expensive but if you're really serious about this it's what you have to do so yeah i think those are no for real and let us know definitely uh, tap in again um if you need free suggestion box you know where it's at so let us know how it works and uh, all these questions let us know how our advice helped or yeah. hopefully hopefully, did, hopefully it helped. If it didn't help, let us know too, but more so if it helped. Um, yeah. We, I mean, like this is the first time we're, we're like seeing these questions like this. And a lot of these situations we've never personally been through. Some of them we have, but some mm-hmm. of them we haven't. So we really tried to take the time to build out the best responses for you and really help. That we're not just like, oh, girl, sorry, we don't know. And moving on, you know, like we really want to help you as best we can. So keep us posted if it worked out. Um, Okay, so this next question. He or she says thoughts on he, she, or they. Also, when we say type A A black girls, we keep it very open to anybody that's listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we wanted to say that, too, because we realize like our title is type A black girls. And we always say girls. But yeah, we mean everybody. (laughs) Y'all are all well. Yeah, we love you all. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so thoughts slash advice on a man who will not move out from his parents' home. Yes, it's expensive to move and pay rent, but BFFR. <laughs> Girl, okay. yeah, it'd be like that. Um, <laughs> Mom, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I can go ahead and go first. Okay, so first bullet point. Um, reevaluate if this is someone that you really want to be, be with. Like, Okay, if he does still want to live with his parents' house, what does that look like down the road? Are you moving in with his parents? Is he moving in with you? And is that going to make you see him as less of a man? Because that's when you start emotionally losing interest in it. Like, oh, you just, you don't even got things together for real. Like, you're not even a real man. And that, Mm. it also depends on what your age is. Because if y'all 16 and 17, okay, well, y'all going to be in this, like, y'all going to be at your parents' house. It makes sense. Um, but it all, and it all, there's so many layers. It also depends what the background is. Because if, if just historically uh, their parents allow them to stay in the house for as long as they want to, unless they get married or have a kid, then that's their culture. You really can't go against their culture. Um, so I feel like just having that conversation would help. Like, okay, what's the plan? In the next year and a year or two, I would like you to move out. How does that 
make you feel. But a man ain't going to do nothing he don't want to do. What about you, mom? What do you think? Point blank. I mean, you can't force him to do anything. I think the only thing you can do is think like, let's just say there's no extenuating circumstances. Like there's no one sick in his house that he's taking care of. There's no family culture. Like, let's just say he just, he just dead ass don't want to move. He's just like, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable here. I don't got to pay rent. And that's that. Is that going to make you resent him? Mm. Genuinely be honest with yourself because for now it may be like, Oh, well, you know, you know, he's just not moving out, but like, genuinely will this be something that you can't deal with and move on in your relationship for because if that's the case then you might want to reevaluate where y'all stand and is he not matching you because it sounds like from from the perspective of how you wrote this like you you are moved out and you got your own so like faith said will you look at him as less because he is not matching that like would you prefer someone that also has their own that way you guys can be considered equals and mm. honestly, if he's not willing to move out on his own now, can he provide for you? If you guys move into like a serious relationship, can he be the type of man, husband, father, et cetera, that you want him to be? That's very mm. OD and very fast forwarding, but it's something you have to think about, like, especially if you guys are in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No big facts. This, this is hard because I definitely have someone close to me who's in this very similar, uh, um, not simulation situation and like he's like oh you know it's expensive to move out even though he makes bank and it's like sir what's do you even have a plan because like i said a man with no plan is a boy and why are we dating boys Uh, depending on Mm -hmm. how old you are because y'all not some some of y'all don't give ages so i don't know um (laughs) yeah yeah i hope this helped moms i really i need you to do some introspective work do you really respect this man? Yeah, yeah. We don't date boys unless you're under eighteen. Then stay in your bracket. But if that you're part. over eighteen, no, Mm-mm. there's no reason to settle. And what one man won't do, the next will. And we're gonna go ahead and go right to the next question. Right with that, uh, moms. You want you read the last one, huh? Yeah, but this one's short. Um, okay. I'll read this one. How does it feel to have consistent income? Girl, it feels amazing. I can actually save up and not dip into my savings as often as I used to. I actually just had to. I was doing good for like two months and then I had to dip into it because, you know, things happen. Um, like we're, I'm not at the salary that I want yet, but I'm at, I'm at a solid salary. It's also great being able to have different saving buckets for things coming up like concerts, girls trips, flights. Like I've always wanted to have a, a specific account strictly for concerts. Like, okay, I'm going to babysit this much and I'm going to have 250 for whatever concerts are coming up. Like it's ready. Like whenever that artist drops, I'm buying a ticket, you know? Um, I've also dabbled, dabbled in Uber Eats. What I, I think I said it last episode, which I never thought I'd try, but it's just so good knowing like you have like spending money that you've allotted and you and it and I've really been undoing a lot of the low income habits I've developed in the past. Just like just trying to make ends meet, just trying to like like one ply toilet paper, like things like that. Like we don't really have to struggle for real. Like it, you, it's okay. Like you can you can use a dishwasher more than once in the week, you know. So it's I've really been undoing some of those habits I've developed, just trying to survive before making my my current salary. What about you, moms? Yeah, for me, uh, to second everything Fate said, also to add on that 
it just feels nice to not have to do like the struggle stuff that I used to do in college to like have a second source of income. Because my first my first source was really just like either small jobs I was doing, internships, or like that refund check that would hit mm-hmm. <laughs> from school. So besides yeah. that, those were my only like consistent forms of income. And then when the pandemic hit and I basically was laid off because my job wasn't having interns anymore, that that took out one source of income. So I was really just like, it's either going to be me Ubering all the time or I'm going to be donating plasma or I'm going to be on Feet Finder. One of the three. (laughs) Not the third one, actually, because I I was afraid that people would track me down via my feet. I was so nervous about that. I was like, I don't even want to venture into that because I feel like crazy old men will like find you. So no, I, I don't recommend Feet Finder. And now that I know we, we have an under 18 listeners, don't mm-hmm. don't don't be hosting your feet, girl. Don't but girl. I think now it just feels good that I don't have to do so many like small nuance one-off jobs just to get money. Like I know I can count on my check coming every month. I I can plan out months ahead what type of trips and things I want to do for myself rather than just paying rent. And I think that's the best part about it because before I was just so, it was so inconsistent. And especially with me moving, like all of my money that I was like scraping up was just going towards the move. So now that mm-hmm. that's out the way, it's like I can finally focus on other things and like meet my savings goals. And yeah, it feels good. Shout that's out great. to consistent income, man. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I love it here. I absolutely love it here. I would never in a million years go back to college because that was rough. Instacarting to make a car payment or car insurance? Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Door dashing? No. Mm-mm. I never tried that one because I couldn't get approved for some reason, but I'm glad I, could, I couldn't because that was really rough. Um, but on, okay, on to the next. I, that definitely, it should be something on your guys's, um, what is it, like vision board, consistent income. I didn't realize how important it was until, until I had Because, wow. Um, but like I said, on to the next, how to get over a break, break up previous relationship and, and get ready to start dating. Moms, I'll let you take this one. Um, okay. So first off, we, we wanted to say that we're going to actually make this a season episode, um, TBD, but we're going to make this a full episode because this can really be a topic we talk about for hours. Um, yeah. but just to give you a little bit of, of, uh, advice now, I would say don't rush into dating again, especially after a breakup. Um, I feel like people always say, oh, like the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. Terrible advice. I mean, you are, (laughs) for some people it might work, but I feel like you really, really have to heal first before you try to jump into something new. And if you do try to like rebound quickly, I feel like you're just hurting yourself and the other person. Because the other person might not know you're rebounding and they're thinking like this is a real thing and you're only with them to get over somebody else. And you're looking at them mm. and think about your ex. You know, like it really is not fair to you or the, the rebound, honestly. Um, I would also say really trust, learn to trust your gut feeling because when you dive back into dating, a lot of times those red flags be red as hell. You just overlook them. And you don't trust your gut. You you kind of gaslight yourself into thinking they're green. And it really, the only person that it hurts in the end is you, right? So learn, especially during that time when you're like fresh off a breakup and you're trying to heal and stuff, learn how to trust your gut and believe people when they show you who they are the first time. Because a lot of times they will tell you immediately in the beginning, oh, I, I don't deserve you. Or like they'll, they'll say stuff. 
that really shows they truly don't deserve you. Like they will let you know cold turkey up front what the deal is. And you're just like, ah, like, cause you know, you're like blinded by like first, first love at first sight, whatever it is. Right. But in reality, a lot of people will show you who they are early. So please believe them. Learn to trust your gut. Um, also, I would say make a make a list of all your non-negotiables and things that you're looking for, especially if you didn't do this before. I would say now that you're fresh off a breakup, what did you not like about that relationship that you don't want to bring into your next one? Make the full list. Write everything out. That way you're going into the dating scene with very, very clear standards. And if somebody doesn't meet them, he's out or she's out. Like, yeah. If that don't work, get another one. If that mm-hmm. one don't work, get another one. Like, do not yeah. be afraid to, like, kick somebody to the curb if they're not meeting your standards. We're not doing charity work around here. Mm-mm. If they don't meet what you want, it's wraps. Um, and my last piece of advice is to not take whatever baggage or trauma that happened in your, your breakup or, like, your previous relationship onto the next person. I think a lot of times if people aren't fully healed before they move on, they start bringing in like old stuff that they haven't really worked out with their ex onto the next person. And that person is like, where is this coming from? Whole time you got something unresolved that hasn't really been dealt with. So really try not to, just to be fair to the next person too, like they don't deserve to have to put up with all that baggage that the last person gave you. Really work on mm-hmm. that before you before you try to hop into something new. And there's no time frame on when that'll happen. I mean, you could have been together with somebody for years, but the last year you fell out of love with them. So you really have like kind of internally moved on. There's no time frame on when moving on happens or what it looks like for you, but you'll know when you know. Yeah. And just one last thing for that non-negotiables list, you could also do, this is probably similar, but a pros and cons list. Like what are those things that you, that made you stay in that previous relationship? Like, oh my gosh, I love when he cooked for me. I love when he took me shopping. I love when he rubbed my feet. Like things you're just like, oh, like this is making me stay. And the thing that you're like, okay, well, this made me leave. Like this is what's the final straw. I cannot take this from a man or a woman or anything again. Write, also write that down. So remind yourself when you're going back in the dating scene, oh, they're doing this? Oh, absolutely not. Because I already know what that looks like down the road. Mm, yeah whatever lessons yeah whatever lessons you learned in the last relationship don't don't make yourself relearn them in the next one it's like retaking a class you're going to pay for it no literally (laughs) literally you're going to pay for it do not retake that class again girl you already Mm -hmm. learned the lesson before you know what to avoid and what's what's right and what's wrong facts um so on to the next um, how to make friends in your 20s. We all we actually just did an episode about this. Um, for episode nine, we did do realize that you guys have really liked the friend content. So we're hoping to do some more friend episodes in the up- upcoming seasons. But episode nine, we really dive deeper than we even thought we were going to on friendships, maintaining friendships, making friendships, and really just having that reciprocated energy in friendships, whether that be new friendships or old ones that you're just trying to keep alive, which I love keeping my friendships alive because it's fun. I love my friends. Um, So yeah, listen to episode nine. If you have any other questions, definitely DM us or send in a suggestion box comment, but um, tap in at episode nine. Yes. And our next question is actually very similar to the last breakup question. Um, This person asked, how be ready to date after a bad relationship? Um, everything I just said in the last question still stands of like, you know, making sure your standards are high and you keep them there 
and we will have a season episode coming for this later. So just stay tuned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next one, um, this is also just a suggestion. Someone said, you guys should have a highlight for each season and keep the pictures slash references that you guys mention on there. Um, they mean like on Instagram. So yeah, I agree. Cause we, every time we do, why would you say that? We're like, oh yeah, we gonna post in the story. And if you miss the story, it's just. Sorry about it. Sorry. <laughs> so we're going to start doing that moving forward for all the new seasons so you guys can see what we're talking about because <laughs> uh, I realize, yeah, you guys can't go back and see what those why would you say that's are. So thank you for that. No, for sure. And, and we'll try to we'll try to scrounge up some things in the archives to make those little um, story highlights for season one through four. But just be patient with us because our off season, we really try to be have it be off. But it the podcast always just slips in one way or another in our off season. So we'll, we'll do it eventually. Just give us some time because we need some time to rest. Um, do you want to read this one moms? Yeah. So okay. um, this person says, hi, love the pod. Love you too. It's Bye. been my highlight every week. Y'all for real are like my older sisters giving advice and providing amazing episodes. Anyways, my question is, how can I stay present when all I can do is look to my future? Life is so boring and hard right now, but people always see I need to enjoy the present while I have it. But I just need the next school year to start so I can enjoy it. Adding new school, new friends, because I really hate my high school right now because of the people, teachers, and our school is really low-key poor. So I just can't wait for for the next year. I will be at a new school with my best friend for our last year of high school together, as well as my other friends that go there. The school is big. Everyone who goes there loves it. And there's just so many options and opportunities there. But I don't know of what I'm going to do to get through this last season of my life or season of my life, not last. <laughs> Any advice? Um. I'm going to my, my go to I've realized just answering all these my go to is get a hobby and find people with similar interests, but you're in high school. So if you don't have a car, that might be a little hard, like unless you like video games and stuff, but those are still online friends. So I'm going to go ahead and let Danasia take this one on. Um, Cause I feel like she might be able to relate a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I do relate because I feel like in high school, I was constantly just looking for the next, the next thing to keep me going, I guess. Like like when I was a freshman, I was like, oh, I can't wait to be a senior because I can be grown and da 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 da. Like, you know, you're always right. looking for the next thing as a kid. Not saying you're a kid, but you know what I mean. Like, you're always looking for the next thing up. Um, I was also irrationally afraid of getting old. Like, I, <laughs> I just really didn't want to lose, like, my, my, like, core years of high school, I guess. And that really caused me to not live in the moment. Um, so I would say something that, that worked for me and something I think you can do is really, really make the most of your senior year. Like be corny with it. Like, yeah, take pictures, go to all the football games, go to prom, go to homecoming, do all the spirit days, all the days, take, take hella pictures, create like a senior year scrapbook. If you have to really, really enjoy that last season of your life, because it, not your life, girl, I keep saying of your life. (laughs) last season of high school because you really can't get it back like really enjoy all the stuff that you can't do once you move on from high school and go to college or whatever you decide to do also I'm realizing you said like this this season right now where like you're not in school yet like you're trying to get through that I would say remember that this is probably the last summer of true freedom you will ever have which might be scary 
But let me tell you, summers in college and summers as an adult are not the same as summers in high school. At all. In fact, they're not even really summers. You just working through the heat. Please yeah. enjoy the time that you have as a high schooler living through this upcoming summer before school starts and right now because you're really not going to get that time back. I know it's e easier said than done, but I would really just try to find the little things in your life day to day that you appreciate. I know you don't like your old school or the school that you're at right now. You don't like it because the people, the teachers, but find one thing that you like every single day about your life currently, just so you can feel a little more appreciative of it. And that way you're not so focused on the future and you're living a little bit more in the present. No, absolutely. And now that you say that, Danasia, I definitely was like, okay, uh, freshman year, okay, what am I going to try to get? What do I like? Okay, I want to do Stugo. Okay, I want to be president, secretary. Like, I, I never enjoyed the journey. I was looking to the next destination. I feel like a lot of type A girlies, boilies, the whole, the whole nine of the type A's really ha always have experienced that once or many times in their life. So I wish I learned this sooner. Try to enjoy the journey. Try to be a little bit more grateful for what you're going through. I know the school might literally suck, but it's be like, I'm grateful that I can walk through these halls, even though maybe it might stink. I don't know. Like, I'm grateful that I can put on a cute outfit and I'm grateful that I can eat lunch. Like, just be grateful for the small things because, you know, realistically, some people might not even be able to go to school. Like, Honestly, when you're going through those tough times, it is a little bit easier to just be like, I'm just glad that I'm breathing. Like just get into those very rudimentary like things that you can appreciate that you might not really realize that some people might not have. So you really just got to get really deep into it and just be like, I'm just appreciative of life and the air I'm breathing and the butterfly that I saw. Things like that. Just be, just be appreciative. And so senior year, you can be like, wow, like life is so great. Like I was so grateful last year. It sucked, but I was grateful. And now I'm just living life so much and I'm ready to go to college, you know? So be grateful. That's really what it is. Facts, facts. And honestly, like, you know, I would say don't put, don't put all of your energy into hoping for the future because what if you get to the new school and it's not all that you expected it to be? You know, like you're going to have to learn how to be grateful in that situation, too, and make the best out of your situation. Not mm -hmm. not to wish that on you. You know, I, I sound it sounds like it's going to be a dope senior year, honestly. Like you got your yeah. friends there. Everybody at the school loves it. But, you know, I think we can get really caught up in like the fantasy of what life is like on like, you know, the other side or like what 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 is the grass really greener? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So you know, the grass is green where you water it. So really just try to appreciate where you're at right now before you get to the next step. Facts. Absolutely. Um, on to our next question. Hi, any romance horror thriller books that aren't fantasy, but more nonfiction like that y'all recommend? Um, Mom, I'll let you take this one because you're the reader in the, at this moment. Um. Okay. So like I said in the last episode, I've been on kind of like a Colleen Hoover kick. Um, so I would recommend any book by Colleen Hoover because they're more like realistic and not like dystopian, like Hunger Games type vibes, type, that type of romance. Very cute books. Um, I'm honestly going to I'm going to work on a list once I read more of her books to figure out which ones are really good because I've heard mixed reviews on some of them. But I would say start off with her um, mystery books. Uh, we were liars and one of us is lying. Lots of lying going on in those. But if yeah. you read those, <laughs> I heard they were also very good, like, um, thriller, mystery type of books. And 
Uh, nonfiction, I would say Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, that one's really good. I'm also starting to read Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. She's a very, very smart lady. Um, I'm reading that one for work, actually. So um, I'm still getting through it. But if you're like an intro corporate girly, I think it's a good book to start reading. And yeah, the list is growing. We'll let you know as we think of more. But I hope that's a good start. <laughs> I don't know how quickly you read. So if you come back and ask for more, we'll, we'll be ready. Facts. All right, this one's this one's a long one, moms. I'll let you go ahead and take this one. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So this person says, "Hey, girls, I absolutely adore y'all, and truly, listening to your podcast feels like I'm chatting with y'all. I'll be in the car talking back to y'all. <laughs> I also <laughs> send my boyfriend certain episodes, and he listens to them all. We've oh. kept them together, and have even started implementing rosebuds and thorns for the day. Anyways, my question is geared toward relationship advice." This one is going to be a doozy. Let me give you a bit of a, of a backstory. My boyfriend and I have been together for nearly a year, a year on April 1st. We're at a place in our relationship where we know that we're locked in, locked in. I'm 21 and he is 24. We talk about how long distance will be for us, kids, our wedding, and when we want to get married, our ideal family structure, our job, finances, our faith, and literally everything in between. We will be a long distance, a seven-hour car drive, once I graduate in May and move for a job in June. However, this job is only temporary for the next two years as I apply to medical school. My boyfriend really supports me with everything I do, and he's even suggested moving to the same city I end up going to medical school in. Part of me low-key thinks this is his way of saying he's going to want to propose to me during that time that I start medical school if he's actually moving for me. Like, wow. It really gobsmacked me when he said this. I have always liked the idea of getting a promise ring, but my boyfriend thinks they are juvenile. In his head, he relates promise rings with puppy love for middle schoolers that don't last. He said that at his age, if he wanted to give a promise ring, he would just give an engagement ring because he's at the age where he's already thinking about marriage. That there's no point in giving a ring unless you're serious about getting married. But again, I say I love the idea behind promise rings, especially at this time in our lives. We are going to be entering a long-distance relationship for the next two years, and things will look different for us. How do I communicate to him that I want to take that I want him to take the initiative to give me a promise ring? Is it too early on in our relationship to have a promise ring? Should I just wait it out until he proposes? What are some of your tips and advice? I'd also love to hear Faith's story about how she got her promise ring. How did you and Dammy have that conversation? What were his thoughts and reactions? How did you have that conversation over promise rings, engagement, and marriage? Mm. Ooh. <laughs> love, love, love. Um, so I can just go in. Um, I actually looked back, and I'm so glad I record a lot of my live. I am so glad that I was not as much of a private girly as I am kind of right now. But basically, I did a YouTube video. You can find it on Faith Craig. Basically, it's uh, get ready with me to get a promise ring or something like that. You can just scroll. Um, this was after a year and two months in. And while I was talking, I was saying, I granted, I have been telling people that I'm marrying this man since the first month we started dating. So, but that's just me. I'm a very zero to 100 type of person. Um, and... I had told him, I'm sure, like, once or twice that I wanted a promise ring. And he's like, all right. Like, it was just, all right, I know what you want. And I, once I know Lola, or Dammy, sorry. Once I know Dammy hears, and he hears everything I say, I kind of just stop saying it. Because I know he has a plan to get it done eventually. When? I don't know. Um, 
But to, to your man not wanting you to get a promise ring, I've definitely heard some of my friends say that their man is like, I'm not getting you a promise ring. That's like high school, da 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 da. But have proposed to go, um, going to look at engagement rings and let him see just how expensive engagement rings are. I know I was very shocked. I know the girlies on TikTok don't really talk about how much their engagement rings are. Let's just say the minimum was looking like 17K. Granted, we did go to Jared, so it might be different in like a little mom and pop hole in the wall type beat. Um, but maybe once he sees those prices, unless you really got it like that, he might be okay with getting you a promise ring. For example, Pandora, that's the one I have, has great ones because they're ch- a cheaper alternative. And while you're long distance, you could just look and be like, oh, wow, like I love this ring. Like I know it's not an engagement ring, but it's that next step because you he might not have 17 or even... 5k to drop on it on an engagement ring and that's in the lower end um i know here's the thing i know dammy has a plan for quite literally everything so i just know it's in the future um but for that promise ring i need i me and Anita were talking about this before we started a recording figure out why you want that promise ring is it the security for being long distance and if he after you guys have that conversation again Will you still have that security if he says, still, I, I'm not going to get you that promise ring? And because the last thing you want to do is try to control a man. Um, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more deeper with like wedding and engagements. But moms, what what's your take on that? Um, Yeah, I agree. Like my mom has always taught me um, to never ask a man to marry you or to never, never make it seem like you're the one persuading him to marry you to let it happen. Mm-hmm. And to not bring it up, especially if he not bring it up a lot, unless he has never brought it up before, then maybe y'all need to talk about that. Because if he's never talked about it, you might be concerned because a yeah. man knows off bat if he wants to marry you within the first the first time y'all are I would say the first couple months. He knows mm-hmm. whether or not this is going to be a long term relationship and he might not voice marriage early on, but he knows in the back of his head whether or not you are like someone he wants to see a future with. Um, so I would say looking at it from the fact that like he's 24 about to hit 25 and like he's probably already thinking about marriage so for him it might seem like um, you know like it's just a small step and he's like what's a promise ring if I'm looking to marry you type of thing but I think for you especially I think he seems like such a kind person like he's literally listening to our episodes like that's that's really sweet yeah I really feel like if you voice to him that this is something that you think would give you more security during your guys' two-year break, I really think that he would get a promise ring for you just because of that. And mm-hmm. not just because it's like, oh, here's your ring. It's like, okay, this is a sign of us staying true, us being locked down, and us staying together throughout this two years. This is a short two-year stint, but after that, you know, we'll get married. So yeah. I feel like if you do tell him the reason why you need a promise ring for that security and for that like reassurance, I think he will follow through. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, having that conversation and being honest about what the next five years look like, because if you're going through medical school, do you, do you want to be getting married during that time? Do you want to get married afterwards? Like those are all pretty big conversations to have. Um, and yeah, as someone who, who was dating someone that was 24 and ready to get married or not dating, we, eh, I'll use dating loosely. Okay. We were, yeah. Like I, I, I used to talk to somebody and he was 24 and he was ready to have me up in a house, stay at home mom by tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I liked that level of like, 
oh, he knows what he wants and that security. And so I realized that doesn't really align with what I want to do. I don't want to be locked down like that, like that at 22. Yeah. And at the time I was 21. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at 21, like I just graduated college. Like I, I'm still trying to figure out myself. So really have that conversation, especially with him being older, like what he wants, what you want. But um, I have faith that y'all will, will make it work. I don't think that this promise ring situation is something that's going to deter you guys from being together at all. I think if anything, it's just something that you guys have to discuss and align on. So, yeah. And to the whole like prom- dating, promise ring, engagement, wedding pipeline um, for us. I love a good surprise. So I don't know when I'm getting engaged. Everybody's like, when are you going to? If I knew, I think I would have the ring on my hand, you know? So that that question kind of like, is kind of like, girl, I don't know. And I don't want to know because I want to be shocked. I want to faint. You know, I want to be so shocked I faint. And for the wedding, we do talk about what the wedding will look like, how many people, you know, but we got to, he has to have that first step, which I know is definitely in the works because we already did go engagement ring shopping. So it's like, I feel like that, that would be really good to make. Maybe he doesn't realize how much engagement rings truly are. Because I don't think a lot of people know until they go and they're like, dang, that is a down payment on a house for a good one. You know, so it's like, do y'all want to go the cheaper route and then just do something big for like a five-year renewal for a wedding renewal? Like there's just a lot of things you got to talk about to plan your guys' life in the future if you guys really want to see you guys' selves as a couple in the future. Which I hopefully th- hope you guys do because you're already a year and two months in. Like. Y'all already planning to do long distance, which will be hard. Just do some research on what long distance looks like and maybe plan a date every, try to do two or not two, not try, do two virtual dates a month, minimum. Have set two hours aside and get it going. And I feel like that would really help. It's just really, it just, the energy needs to be reciprocated. Even if you are in med school, y'all got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, I I think you guys can. And honestly, he seems like he's very understanding and you are willing to compromise and like make things happen. So I think y'all got it. But yeah, just have that conversation. Be completely transparent with him and y'all make it happen. Invite us to the wedding. Shoot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Okay. Um, Okay. So another question. Uh, This is the 14th question. So we're going to do a time check in a sec. Faith, are you making profit from your property yet? Do you plan to sell it? Any updates? Um, so if you guys are new, um, I did buy a house back when I was, I think, either 20 or 21. I think it was Marcel 21. Um, not yet. I have not made a profit. I did start renting it out in July. Um, HOA increased a few months after they moved in. So the rent was already set. So I've been at paying out of pocket a certain amount to pay, um, paying out of pocket to make up for that lost money. Well, that money that I, they they don't pay for HOA. And then I've also been paying my property manager. So after that, I do not get anything back. I might get like $20 and I just keep it in the property manager's account just in case something happens. Um, but depending on if they renew their lease or not, I should be making a little bit more, but I'm just going to keep that in a pot because if HOA increases again, it's going to screw me over again. So I'd rather just have something in the pot than be taking it out of my personal income. Um, but really, you don't really see money until you pay off pay your mortgage off or discharge a ridiculous amount of money um, after your mor- like on top of your mortgage to make a solid amount in. But I'm glad I have a property manager because I would hate to do any, to just to be flying back and forth to Arizona anytime something happens. Um, so yeah, DM me if you want more, I guess, if you have any more questions, but um, mom's where are we at right now? 
Um, so we're coming up on an hour. So okay. um, we did want to keep this episode roughly around an, around an hour because it's a lot of questions we're running through. We want to give everyone time, enough time to actually answer their question thoroughly. So mm-hmm. we are going to do a part two of this because we've now hit the, the, the halfway mark. Not going to lie, we did not think we'd get 28 responses. We, we thought we was going to sit around 10. We was actually thinking about how we're going to make this an episode. So yeah. um, we are now going to make the later half of the rest of the 14 responses um, a part two, which we'll release during the off season as a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay tuned. Um, if you submitted your question a little bit later, it looks like after the third, we'll be getting to your, to your question. And yeah. we understand some of these are a little time sensitive. So we're going to put out this bonus episode um, shortly after this last episode launches. So um, yeah. stay tuned guys. Thank you again for submitting all your questions. This is such a fun, like, yeah. to our season usually we have such structured episodes where it's just us answering questions that like we've put together so mm-hmm. it's fun getting y'all involved too and yeah answering and, your questions. and if you granted because we're doing a bonus episode a little bit later in the season definitely send in more some more questions um and hopefully we can get to them if we don't get to get to them in that bonus episode we'll get to them in the first episode of season five so your question will get answered when couldn't tell you but we'll see how how fast we can not fast, but like how much we can get through in our bonus episode, um, and go from there. Yes, yes. But like always, I mean, the link to submit questions is in our bio. So if you have an update to your situation that got covered in this episode that you want to talk about, let us know. Mm-hmm. And any other questions come through, let us know. Right before we filmed this, like an hour before we got a response. So we have people really, especially if you listen to the last episode, we have people submit more questions. So mm-hmm. we're here, guys. Thank you guys for listening, though. And we will see you guys in season five. Yes, definitely follow us because we have some fun things during the off offseason. Um, we will have a reu- type A Black Girls reunion. So very excited for that. So definitely follow us on Instagram because we have some fun things planned. Yes. And follow us on our personals or, you know, you if you want to reach out to us, especially about like, specific questions that you might have had answered on here our personals are also linked on our instagram so instagram is really the best way to contact us that part like if you have if if there's a time sensitive one that didn't get answered but you're like girl go to that date that question can y'all give me the answer right now let us know and we'll we'll get it going we'll also answer it in the episode but um just let us know girl boy they any of the whole rainbow let us know But we love y'all so much. We will talk to y'all later. Bye. See you next season. Bye.